everybody. Welcome to the next edition of the BVI podcast. Today we get to finally hear from the ladies going on the trip. We'll take questions and hopefully answer them all through our panel of experienced BVIers. My name is Sarah. I am Dan's lovely wife, and I'm going to be hosting this podcast today. Yay! From prior trips today, we're going to have myself, and we're going to have Michelle, and the new people, so we're going to give our experience on everything that we've experienced and all of the fun that we've had, and then from the new people going on the trip, we have Kristen, we have Amy, we have Megan, and we have Liz, and you all are going to be coming up with most of the questions to answer, or for us to answer. Can everybody say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Perfect. Hi. Hi. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get started with some questions that came in prior to the podcast. And then we'll take questions on the fly um, after that. And just want to get everybody to weigh in, um, give their opinion, and hopefully we'll ha- make this a good little conversation. So the first question that came in today um, is, what is something that I absolutely must pack? That is a very good question. Uh, A couple things, I did jot down some notes before today, and one of the things that I put on my list was a, obviously you need to bring Dramamine and a C-band, and I say that even for experienced boaters, um, sometimes we do hit rough seas. We have hit rough seas in the past a couple times. Um, And even the most experienced of boaters can get a little nauseous if you go, you know, into your stateroom or if you even go in the boat while we're on rough seas. So I always wear a C-band and I bring Dramamine, although I'm not sure that I've ever actually used it. Another thing that I thought about was a loofah. Every day you're going to be putting on a lot of sunscreen and I'll be honest, um, your showers aren't the luxurious 20-minute shower that I like to scrub myself nice and clean after I've had sunscreen on throughout the day. Um, So you definitely want to bring something like a loofah that you can really scrub that sunscreen and that yuckiness off. I also have down, obviously, sunscreen. You want to make sure that you bring a couple towels and beach towels. I believe that the boat provides a couple towels, but if you want to bring your own a few beach towels as well, that would be great. And a good beach bag. Michelle, what are your thoughts? All right. So I uh, agree with everything Sarah said. Uh, a couple other things that I recommend, uh, Excedrin, Advil, whatever is your uh, <laughs> yeah. hangover cure of choice. Definitely need that. Uh, another thing which I thought was super corny, um, and I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna need that, but I think it turned out to be super helpful was like a dry bag. So either you could even do something as simple as like Ziploc bags, but they also sell. My husband happens to fish, um, so he recently got these like dry bags that are basically waterproof inside and out. So you can Google it and get some on Amazon, but those are super helpful too, um, just as your you know, traveling around and uh, on the dinghy and and just to protect, you know, maybe your phone or some other special items if you have them. And then the other thing was just, I think from a clothes perspective, I would just think less is more. 
you know, I personally, Sarah, I don't know if you agree with me, but I personally would recommend like sundresses and like light, easy stuff. Uh, and we'll get more into that, I'm sure. But I think I think I certainly overpacked in terms of how much I brought with me last time uh, versus how much I actually used. I 100% agree, Michelle. Um, I had done a whole clothing section of my notes um, and loose dresses were um, at the top of that list. A loose dress every evening, not a fancy one by any means, just a casual something that you throw on um, was definitely on my list as well. Yeah. Does anybody else have any thoughts on that? Things that you've thought about bringing, things that, you know, you have questions about? So let's move on. What is something I don't need to bother packing? With that, just not too much, too many clothes. That was the biggest thing that came to my mind. Obviously, you will need a swimsuit for every day. Um, you can reuse your swimsuits, obviously, wash them out in the sink or something. Um, so swimsuits every day, cover-ups for those swimsuits, a few pairs of shorts and t-shirts, and then, like I said, loose dresses for every evening, um, casual sandals. You don't need any high-held sandals or anything. Obviously, very casual sandals. Oh, and a something long-sleeved at night. A couple sweatshirts, zip-up sweatshirts or sweaters or something. Because it will get a little, it could get a little cool down there um, in the late evening as we're hanging out on the boats and things because of the wind. What about you, Michelle, or anybody else? Have you all thought about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I would like a jean jacket or some type of like light jacket. I, I happen to love jean jackets, so... Um, that that was kind of my nighttime, but yeah, cardigan or even like a long sleeve t-shirt. I think was uh, I wore that a couple times, and I did bring like one pair of leggings, which I wore just sort of like in the morning when we were setting off, or at night once or twice, like when we maybe chilled on the boat um, for like downtime. But uh, yeah, everything else you said, I I totally agree with. Um, and I couldn't really think. I think in terms of what not to bring. My thought was just like, I don't think you need more than two or three pairs of shoes, um, to your point. Maybe something, you know, flip-flops and then maybe something, uh, maybe a, a casual sneaker or something like that um, that you could potentially wear while traveling and then maybe one or, one or two other pairs. But again, I bought too many shoes last time and I ended up wearing uh, the same shoes pretty much the whole week. I definitely agree, Michelle. Everywhere down there is very casual. So you, even though I do love shoes, and I think most of us probably do, um, the shoe thing, you definitely only need two to three at the most. Uh, our next question around the packing um, is how much should we pack in general? So I think we've obviously already kind of touched on that. The biggest things are pack light. Um, I am a, a, an overpacker, as I'm sure a lot of us are. Um, but again, you know, loose-fitting dresses every evening, swimsuits, um, those won't shouldn't take up a tremendous amount of room. Um, I will be bringing a small hair dryer. Uh, obviously, I think we're going to get into the hair discussion in a little bit because I think that's a big concern. I will be bringing a small hair dryer. I'll probably bring my hair straightener. But I'm actually not sure if I'll end up using it or not. Um, but, you know, sunscreen, you want to make sure you have enough sunscreen, lotion, because obviously after you've been in the ocean all day or if you get a little bit sunburnt, you may want to put, you know, a good amount of lotion on. And then 
I don't think that I have other things on my list for that, really. Any thoughts from anyone else? Will there be stores, like if we run out of suntan lotion or, or things that we can get those items from? believe that there would be stores on certain islands, but I would say it would be limited, a very limited selection. And on some of the islands, there won't be really anything. And the prices will be pretty high on those just because obviously it costs a lot of money to get them over to those smaller islands and things. I would think two bottles of sunscreen would probably be good. A bottle of sun, a, a decent sized bottle of sunscreen would be fine. I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to be out in the sun all day. There's definitely going to be areas that we can be in the shade that you wouldn't have to reapply sunscreen. We're definitely going to be in places that you just may not need sunscreen all day long. But I think that there are a few places along the way that if you really had to, you could get sunscreen. Dan recommends bringing a 50 to start since we are going in April and most of us probably will not have a good base tan yet, unfortunately. Hey Sarah, will you elaborate on the type of um, luggage? I think you guys said like a softer duffel bag versus suitcases, like size-wise. Is there any specifications on those as to what will and won't fit? Yeah, so um, the boat is obviously not huge, and you have to store your suitcases in your room. Um, so I actually brought a small roller bag. Okay, so we can store it under the floorboard, apparently. There is a section to store it under the floorboard. I do remember at least the first year, maybe the second time that I went, my roller bag actually had to be stored in our room. So we had to move it around when, you know, based on where we were. There was literally nowhere to put it. So there's definitely cubbies, I believe, above our beds and things where you can store, like if you, if you unpack a duffel bag or something, you could put those up there. And Dan says that there are, if we lift up, there is storage like in our room. Um, so uh, under the floor. So obviously duffel bags are going to be easier to unpack. Um, I will probably still bring a roller bag because I want my stuff to be somewhat organized. But I definitely would not bring anything bigger than um, a carry-on luggage. Even if you check it, I would not bring anything bigger than carry-on luggage because there's just not going to be storage on the boat. Yeah, I got a like a rolling duffel bag that uh, you can like roll, but you still can. It can fold like it folds flat essentially, and then you. I, I think I recall we like put it underneath our bed, maybe um, something like that. I got mine at Costco recently. Um, but I, I found that to be very helpful because it held a, a good amount of stuff, but then was able to be put away fairly easily. So cool. Thanks. Uh, I think the next big question that we have, and I think that a lot of us have, is what to do with our hair. I'm sure that all of the boys are going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to say skip, 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 skip because they don't really care. Um, but most of us are wondering, what do we do with our hair? Um, how do we wash our hair? How do we make sure that we wash it thoroughly? How do, what do we do with it after it is wet? How do we get it looking okay? Uh, so here are my kind of thoughts on that. So we do have technically unlimited water because on the boat now, the boat will, you know, continue to make water. So normally what I did is, you know, when you're on your boat, you get wet in the shower, you turn the water off, you soap up your hair, 
I would scrub my body as much as I could. And then I would turn the water on and rinse my hair good. And it's not going to be like a little trickle of water. You do have a decent, you know, amount of water that comes out to rinse your hair really well. I still use conditioner down there. My biggest thing is that um, I have curly hair that is not beautiful curls, but is slightly unruly and frizzy curls. Um, so, you know, I just kind of went with it. I look like Britney Spears from like 1999. And that will probably be what I look like again somewhat, unless I can find some better hair products, which maybe we should, you know, some of us should all be looking into this year um, as we prepare. But I, you definitely don't want to be, you know, hair drying your hair every day on the boat. Now, obviously you can on occasion, but you know, the boat's not going to be really, really cool. So you might get a little warm when you're blow drying your hair and then trying to straighten it or however you do after you blow dry it. You just don't want to be spending, you know, 30, 40 minutes doing your hair every day. Um, any thoughts on that, Michelle, or does anybody else have any questions around that? Um, so I have straight hair, so I, I don't, I was trying to recall if I ever even dried my hair while we were there. I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't recall. Um, but yeah, I think you could bring, like, like you said, if, if anyone has like a travel size hair dryer, um, you know, there certainly are outlets, so you, you would be able to plug that in. But, um, same as Sarah, like, uh, just washed it. You have to like conserve the water while you take a shower, but there's certainly always enough to, wash your hair every day um so yeah just curious would you be drying and what like drying and blow drying straightening your hair for dinner or you know like what what would you be kind of getting ready to go out to are you are we leaving the boat how does that work um no so i mean we will i think that we do tentatively have planned to go to dinner every evening um on the island that we're going to be on um i know in previous years we've cooked a lot on the boat uh i've kind of asked dan that we maybe eat out a little more versus but even if we're going out to dinner it again all the restaurants are very casual um i may put on a little makeup when i go but again i'm probably not going to straighten my hair and look as done up as i would per se when i'm going out in charlottesville or somewhere else um okay. it's all going to be fairly casual yeah i mean i'll probably end up putting a little face on because i love to put a little face on um but again i'll probably look like britney from 1999 or 2000 with the old scrunchy curls and i'll just work with it i'll be there with you <laughs> yeah so and I may you know if there is a, a nicer dinner in qu air quotes night I may end up you know straightening my hair but again it's just going to get frizzy anyway because it's very humid down there and uh, as Dan has mentioned we will have to have generators running anytime you want to have the air conditioning on anytime we need to use a hair dryer or anything like that we'll have to you know make sure that the generator is running um, and Dan has also mentioned that the water maker, um, so the water maker, we only have a certain amount of water and then to make more water, we do have to have the generator running. We won't have the generator running when we are sailing. So the only time we'll be able to have the generator running is once we are moored, um, and then we can turn it on. So we won't have unlimited amounts of water, but again, I don't ever remember running out of water. 
So I don't, you know, as long as we're not taking 20 minute showers a piece, I think we'll be fine. Sorry, one question again. So will all the boats be eating dinner together or, and you know, say we do decide to cook on the boat, will we kind of like, how does that work? Are we, do we eat together or do you kind of just do what your own boat wants to do? Uh, I think that you can do both. So you can either, I think every night there's going to be an option um, and we're going to kind of, Dan plans to kind of provide an option to eat off the boat. I think he's going to take a head count ahead of time because his plan is to contact the restaurant since there are, since there's a large group of us. Um, his plan is going to be to contact the restaurants that we've identified to eat at um, on the certain islands and to contact them ahead of time, let them know, hey, we're going to be bringing in a large amount of people, see if, you know, number one, make sure that they can host all of us if we do want to all be seated, not necessarily together, but just in general. And also, um, just give them a heads up. Um, and then obviously if your boat decides that you don't want to eat at the restaurant, then that's totally fine. You can do what your boat wants to do. I don't, it's definitely not mandatory that you do every, that we all do everything together. I don't think that we all will. Um, but if you do want to cook on the boat, you will need to kind of plan that ahead because you will need to provision for that before we leave the dock. So if you plan to cook two nights on the boat, like previously, when we would cook on the boat, we would plan out our meals prior to going, you provision and order everything before you go. And so you get everything delivered to your boat, obviously, before you leave port in Roadtown. And if provisioning sounds like a lot, Dan is going to help you with that. Um, Dan has a the last two times that we've gone, he has had a massive Excel spreadsheet that he has used to help um, better understand how much food to order, what types of food to order for breakfast, for lunch, if you want to do dinner, how much water to order. We were actually just talking about how much water to order. Um, so he definitely, since, I mean, this will be his fourth time going, he's done this a few times and um we, he will definitely be, you know, providing guidance on provisioning and what, you know, we need to order and everything. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Does anybody else have any other questions? I've run out of my questions. I just have a couple other things I was going to talk about. But before I do, does anybody have any other thoughts, questions about anything we've discussed? Any other questions that have popped up? Are there coffee makers on the boats? Uh, so Dan is going to check on that, but I am almost 100% sure there are. If there's okay. not, there's going to be some unhappy people. I will not be a pleasant person if there's not. Yeah, so there's okay. coffee makers on the boat. I have to have my okay. two cups every morning. So, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I think, Sarah, if we can real quick touch on provisioning. I think um, that was something that uh, I, th I thought we did a pretty good job of in 2015. 15. Um, to Sarah's point, we had planned to eat a lot more on the boat than we maybe planned some of the boats planned to this time. So I think that'll take some of the pressure off there. But um, I, I think I said this on the other podcast, maybe, but I what we I think we got too much beer last time, which I couldn't actually believe that that was a thing um, and not enough other alcohol. So I think one thing when you're thinking about your boat is just, you know, seriously consider what people eat and drink and make sure you plan accordingly because although you can re-up you know here and there it's complicated it's expensive 
Um, so it's just easiest to try to get it as, as close as you can on the forefront so you don't have to deal with that while you're away from Roadtown. I definitely agree, Michelle. Um, and thinking about like what you're going to eat for breakfast and lunch and maybe trying to not, you know, have every single person eat something different every day, um, but trying to combine efforts on, okay, you know, we'll do our standard kind of sandwiches for lunch. We'll do some chips. If all the ladies want to do salads or something, you don't want to be super complicated um, in your breakfast or lunch making, as you all can imagine. Um, and you don't obviously, I mean, as a lady, I don't want to really be eating a lot of heavy food, but you do want to make sure that, you know, you're eating enough, especially if you're going to be drinking um, as well throughout the day or in the evening. But it is going to be kind of, Dan will send out, you know, recommendations. He'll, you basically can grocery shop online is what you end up doing. And what Dan can help with is going to be like guidance on how, like portions and things. I think that, uh, Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, was it chips that we wanted more of? The chip bags of chips that we would eat for lunch were like too small? Correct. The chips. That's a great point. So the chips... <laughs> We got the individual chip bags and they were like the kids chip bags that you send with your kids for lunch. Those kind of like mini size. Um, and, and we only rationed like one per person per day. So you could never have extra chips. Um, and I think sometimes that was sad for folks because maybe they would have wanted two bags of chips or maybe they would have wanted another bag when we meet, you know, I'm speaking for myself, um, maybe when we got back at night, I maybe would have wanted another bag of chips. So make sure on the snack stuff that you're kind of realistic with what uh, you and your boat will eat. I plan, I think my boat will have a lot of snacks. So we know where to come late night, Michelle. Correct. I'll probably have pre-portioned out everybody's snacks though, but you know, you can convince <laughs> someone to share with you. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I, I think, uh, I think this, the chips was funny. Thank you for reminding me of that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anybody else have any initial questions on provisioning? Obviously, we won't get super complicated into it. It would also be fun, I thought, about maybe doing, um, if your boat wants to kind of get together and do like a drink, have a cocktail every day, like a specialty cocktail um, so that, you know, like, you know, that Tuesday is going to be margarita day, Wednesday is going to be rum punch day so that you kind of, and obviously you can use the same kind of liquors or something, but just so you have something fun that, you know, everybody's going to drink a little bit of. Sarah, I have a question. Is yeah. it easy to like boat hop, say everybody wants to get on board somebody's vote for margarita day or something? So we will It'll be one of two things. So we'll either all be connected, which I don't know what the reality is going to be of that. If we are connected to each other on like one or two mooring balls, then it would be very easy. What I think the likelihood would be is that we'll all be on separate mooring balls, but we could get on our dinghy and dinghy over to another boat. Okay, got it. Okay, so Dan says it's very infrequent, we'll be connected together, but I think it could be fun to do like one boat hosts like a happy hour before dinner or host like a late, you know, an evening after dinner, you know, maybe everybody takes a night and hosts something that they had to do a specialty cocktail and have some wine and cheese or something. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. 
Um, so while y'all think of any other questions, the other thing I wanted to just kind of discuss is like boat etiquette. I'm sure that most of you are pretty familiar. I mean, not necessarily familiar with boat etiquette, but just etiquette in general, common courtesies. Um, but just a couple things to think about that you all should probably talk to your boat about would be number one, like a quiet time. So obviously we're all going to be away from our kids. Yay! Um, we're all going to be, you know, probably not living it up like we're 21 again, but, you know, we're going to all be letting loose, um, probably going to be, you know, partaking of a little more alcohol than we normally do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, and it's going to be a little freedom. So um, I know that, you know, some people may be wanting to sleep a little more. Some people may want to stay up super late and party like it's 1999. Um, so, you know, you all may want to kind of discuss with your boat kind of what is a quiet time at night. So is quiet time going to be like 10 o'clock? Is quiet time going to be 11 o'clock? And that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to go to bed at that time that just means that like the music gets turned down a little bit people maybe that want to stay up go to the upper deck of the boat so that people who do want to get in bed a little earlier who have maybe you know tired out for the evening um can go to bed and sleep in peace and you know not feel like they've got to stay up until one or two in the morning so that's just something to kind of think about for your boat um and also just kind of you know maybe having a little discussion about like making sure everybody cleans up after themselves you think that that is a common practice but you want to make sure that everybody's kind of all agreeing to that making sure that everybody's cleaning up their breakfast their lunch messes doing their dishes you know obviously we'll probably have paper plates mostly but making sure everything gets thrown away um and that people aren't leaving stuff around the boat um obviously we're gonna have a lot of people on each boat so you just want to make sure that you know everybody's pulling their weight and nobody's leaving all their stuff laying around in the common areas um again we're all you know adults now but it could just be something that you might want to just run through very quickly um you know with your boat group at some point does anybody have any other thoughts on that yeah i agree with you sarah i think really important to be considerate you know some people probably are more neat at home some are less neat but i um you know just a common courtesy to kind of keep tidy so because the 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 common space, especially inside, um, outside of your stateroom, is is a small space. Um, so it's it's it certainly can get pretty cluttered pretty quickly. Uh, one good thing that I was thinking about as we were prepping for this call was that I believe everyone will have their own bathroom um, based on the layouts we have. Dan can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know like on our boat, for example, we all have, every stateroom has their own restroom bathroom. Um, so I think that's going to be really nice uh, to kind of keep people, you know, in their personal space. So that'll be a nice upgrade uh, from what we've had in the past. You are correct, Michelle. We all get our own bathrooms. Yeah, that's great. I think we're, uh, <laughs> we're think adults it, now. Yeah, it felt a little bit uh, like college. You know, we had to kind of plan when to shower. Are you going to shower? Am I going to shower? Whose turn is it to use the bathroom? Um, wasn't too crazy. Luckily, we only had four people sharing last time, but I know one night I showered in Dan and Sarah's shower, so it's just, it'll be nice for everyone to kind of have their own space there. All right. Does anybody have any other thoughts, any questions or anything on boat etiquette, on anything else about the trip? 
Speak now or forever hold your peace. I have one thought, Sarah. Um, I don't know if anyone on the call has been able to listen to the previous podcast, but um, I listened uh, today and yesterday to the podcast that Dan did with uh, Bill, uh, one of his uh, friends, dads, who's pretty knowledgeable about sailing, about the BVI. Um, and I thought it was really kind of helpful just to set the stage about, you know, how beautiful the BVI is, what are some can't miss um, areas, which I know Dan obviously has in our itinerary, so I'm not concerned there, but just also he had some ideas on, you know, safety and just, if you've never done a a sailing trip, I I think, you know, I would have loved to have had something like that before we went last time, just to kind of set my expectations. So it's easy listen, like if you're in the car going somewhere, it's only, I think about 30 or 40 minutes. So just a pitch to check that out if you guys get a chance. I love it, Michelle. Giving Dan's podcast a plug. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a pod, I'm kind of a oh. podcast junkie. So, oh, sorry. I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So uh, I'm probably a good person to put in a plug. I listen to a lot of murder podcasts. I don't know if anyone on the call is into those, but you know, murder, BVI, whatever. Oh my God. And where can we find that? I, I think I must have missed that. Uh, so Dan sent it out, <clears throat> sent it out in his monthly newsletter that he sends out. Um, but he can send it to you. It depends. If you I can have him have resend it out. Yeah. And if you have a Apple, if you have an iPhone, um, I, I have an iPhone and I use the podcast app. You can just search BVI 2022 podcast and you'll see, um, that's how I found it. And you can uh, see there's, there's three episodes in the podcast and I guess, will be episode four. Yeah. Or maybe Dan's done some in between. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we'll be lucky number four. Um, And while everybody's kind of thinking about any other questions, one other thing I was going to check out, and I think Dan's going to send a survey out. He's going to try to figure out kind of what people are interested in to kind of have suggestions or on other things to do. Um, and one thing that I was thinking, and I think that some of us have already talked about this, is maybe looking at a um, spa day or afternoon or morning. Um, um, so there are a so couple, there different, are a couple places different places that we can do that. Um, I had planned to kind of reach out to a few to see if we can get any sort of, you know, pricing based on the number of people that we're going to be bringing. Um, there's a couple different places in the, you know, in our stops that have spas. So I think Dan is going to reach out and see um, how many of you are going to be interested in that. And then we can kind of go from there and kind of, you know, send out some options. I think that sounds great, Sarah. Look forward to that. We're winding down. Does anybody have any other thoughts, questions, concerns? Besides you're very excited to uh, get away for a week. All right. I'm going to take that silence as a no. Well, if you do think of anything, feel free to reach out to Dan. um, Email him. He'd be happy to um, take your feedback, take your suggestions, um, to come up with some future podcasts. Um, And also feel free to reach out to Dan or myself or anybody else um, if you do have questions, additional questions that you think about that we've not addressed today. And if nobody has anything else, we'll wrap up today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Yeah. Thank yeah. you all for Thank joining. All for and I look forward to uh, hearing how Dan puts this together. He's a little whiz on the back end. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But thank you all for joining tonight. And I look forward to meeting some of you all soon and seeing everybody in the BBI next year. All right. Have a good evening.